podcast. Blurgoth, Blurgoth, he's our man. If he can't do it, fuck. I regret, I regret what I just did. Just so you know. <laughs> you know what you don't see either in the abyss or you know, hell? Janitors. They have no fucking janitors there. Who? <laughs> <laughs> it's the wacky wave waving in front of the wall. Coffee's right behind me. Is it boiling right now? Um, it's yeah. Like it's, brewing. It's. It, is it gonna make noise? Is what I'm asking. No. Okay. Cool. We're cool there. We're cool there. We're cool everywhere because it's fucking cold outside. It's, it is. Um, I wouldn't be so fucking mad if I didn't lose that money to Zach last night. <laughs> Well, be better. You, that's that's true, I guess. I, I don't really have a rebuttal for that. I just need to be better. <laughs> need to be better I'll, at poker. I'll jot that down in my notes. Man, I played the best poker out of everyone there. I played I, so well. I'm glad you lost, though. It doesn't mean I didn't play well. Except for the hands that you lost. No, I still played those hands yeah, as they play, were supposed to be played. Yeah. I just... play Playing poker and win winning game. poker are the two sides of the poker coin. <laughs> Which is the stupidest thing, Listen, but it's I'm, true. I'm not going to admit that I'm a bad poker player to you, Jesse. It's just, <laughs> what, are what, do you, what do you want me to be like? Hey, yeah, no, yeah, no, you're right, Jesse. I suck at poker. Yeah, I played basketball yesterday. Didn't sink a shot. I played amazing, though. Listen, I played some, I played some battle royales on the PS4. Didn't win a single match. Didn't win a single one. I'm fucking great at Fortnite, though. <laughs> Welcome to Outside the Stat Block. Nah, I don't know. Oh, go with it. Get, Oh, we did we're it. recording? Yeah, yes. we've been recording. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, welcome, everybody. Uh, we are here on a fabulous uh, Sunday. Oh, nope, it's Wednesday. Yep. See, I'm not good at this. Don't I never take, do Don't this. take the recording. This is like <laughs> rule one. <laughs> I learned that by episode three. I haven't done it since. Uh, so, no, keep going. Welcome okay. to my home. Yeah, no. It's uh, not home. It's really easy. I know. No, welcome to my home. Here at uh, Outside the Stat Block, uh, we're going to bring you some exciting, titillating conversation pieces today. Your home has some quite nice decor. Oh, thank you. I love the spice rack. No, no, everybody always tells me they like my rack because of titties. <laughs> All right. Anyways, I am Jesse. I am Ben. And I am Chris. And we are going to talk about some cool-ass shit today. Ben, why don't you take us in? Well, I had an idea, a thought process, and based off of, you know, how we were presenting information in our earlier episodes, uh, and I want to kind of get back to that fundamental, what the hell we just want to talk about between us. And if people like it, they'll like it. If they don't, they don't. But I want to do that. Yeah. So what I, what yeah, I no, was that thinking... That sounds great. So what I was thinking is... Um, we all have our own medias that we like, whether it's movies, shows, cartoons, video games, whatever it is. And those are always very helpful whenever you're in a state of, like, writer's block. So what is happening recently is, you guys know I am moving to a different state. Yeah. And 
with that, I haven't been as eager to sit down and write things. You know, we tried a couple one-shots to fill in the Sundays that we were playing. They were okay. They were fun to get together and roll some dice. But overall, story-wise, they were garbage. <laughs> they were not good at all. And I, I just, it wasn't necessarily, it was a mixture of kind of the writer's block and not just having enough time uh, and motivation because it's not a full campaign. One-shots are fun, but man, those full stories are great. So what I wanted to do is kind of maybe come up with our own idea it wouldn't have to be a one shot maybe just like a plot or something that we could kind of put together for people that are maybe running into writer's blocks we can pull from our experiences things that we like kind of flavor it to our own deal and just kind of maybe come up with you know a thing that's going on in a world somewhere that is not so good and may need some adventures to come fix it okay so just kind of like the shell of an adventure basically it could be we can get down into details of that if if we yeah. if we get down into it but i mean yeah just kind of let's make like a calamity or something that's okay going i was gonna say world. let's let's start here or how how big are we going are we going like world ending calamity or are we going like just neighboring countries are at war like what's where's the slider stop on this one well considering that most DD games are in the lower levels below level 10 generally in the level 5 range 3 to 5 are most games being played i don't think we do world ending i think this has to be a regional problem with something bad going on, either by someone, something, mm-hmm. and it needs to be solved okay. by some adventurers. Yeah. So let's put this How in, like, about- a region of the world. <clears throat> Maybe there's a couple large cities involved. Okay. What if it was, like, a... Uh- <clears throat> Yeah, no, actually, I like that. Yeah, well, we're going to stick with that. I was going to say, how personal can we get? Like, is it going to be like a personal vendetta against somebody? I mean, if you need to cry on my shoulder, just tell me you need to cry on my shoulder. But Yeah, I we can like pause to... the recording. Yeah. I mean, I mean, sometimes I do. I do uh, enjoy leaning on you from time to time when I am not strong. But <laughs> Lean on me when, when you're, you're not strong. strong. I'll be your friend. To help you carry on. It's really clear that we don't all know the words to this song, I think. (laughs) Just lean on me, brother, when you need a friend. Cause we all need somebody to lean on. So when you ask me how personal, like, what do you mean? (laughs) Just jumped right into that. Didn't even address it. Okay, continue. So, like, what do you mean by personal? Like, how uh, personal do you want to get? No, like, I, I don't know. I was thinking, like, what if there was, like, this one character that was looked at as uh, special in the land, and uh, they were uh, being personally attacked by, like, an organization or something. So, like, so, you know, first plot lines type of thing. Like, so you're automatically going to somewhere in this distant land where there's two large cities. There is an NPC that may be friendly to the party that's in trouble. Yeah, some kind okay. of like prodigy Someone or chosen help. one. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Someone needs help. Yeah. Maybe okay. like a baby Yoda situation. <laughs> yeah, no, he needs help. He had someone with a laser sword at his throat. Um, okay, so I, ca- I kind of like that. Maybe like as far as it goes, like maybe it starts off as kind of the that very stereotypical slow roll. It's like he's just looking for an escort to get from one place to another, and it tur- over the course of you know dealing with this escort, the party gets attacked over and over and over again by you know various increasing levels of force until they're finally just like, "What did you do? <laughs> Who are you?" <laughs> Police escort type situation going down. Yeah. So he has to go from one of these large cities to the other one. Yeah. So diplomat. He's. Of you some think sort. he's some sort of nobility? Uh, I mean. 
I don't he know. sells the best socks in the land. They're very fancy. <laughs> Made of silk. I fucking love a good sock, right? This is that's what this is. This is they're in the midst of the sock war. Yep. There are two. Oh, dude, when you when you've put on like that fresh fresh pair, and you walk around, uh, oof, it's like pillow pillowy clouds. I have a friend that only wears new socks. He wears them once. Washes them, donates them. It's fucking weird, dude. That is a huge waste of money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there are let's, let, the let's kids do in this. Africa that let's don't do have this. socks. There are these two large cities. Okay. And in these two large cities, there are two families, both in the fabric business, right? They make killer fucking socks, right? Okay. We're talking like you go down to Philadelphia and the competing Philly steak and cheese sandwich shops are right across the street from each other. That's how fucking serious the sock business is. Damn, all right. They're willing to spend some serious coin to make sure that they are winning this (laughs) sock sock war. war. Okay? So, I don't want to do like a Romeo and Juliet thing, right? I, I don't want to have... Really it's really that. close, so I don't want to do that. So, there's got to be... Like, is this person part of one of those families? He would have to be, right? To be attacked. Maybe he invented a new sock. Are we just writing holes? <laughs> that movie about shoes? Um, I feel like... Okay, so hear me out. He is, uh, he is an unaligned third party. He is... Uh, a master of textiles and fabrics. He is, I, I don't know what process you go through to make socks. I don't know if it's knitting, whatever. He is, he Magic. is, the, he is the best, the best of the best, but he, uh, he's freelance. He's never, you know, he aligns himself with no one. He just, it's, it's a passion for him. It's not about money, but because of his reputation as the best and the fact he puts passion into it, both of the associated kingdoms are like, we, we need to get him. We need to get him, and he's going to make our socks, and then we're going to win the sock war. So do they get does him? It, does it have to be a sock war, though? You're, just, you're not kicking you five in the sock Are, are we, like, stuck? Uh, this is what we're going with? I mean, I'll die on this. Better, better still with you, my friend. You don't like the sock war? I mean, it's, uh, like, I've thought of a million puns in my head about it. I mean, the war would be called sock and roll <laughs> that would, i mean that would be pretty good that wouldn't be a bad name we'll just why don't we just say textiles fine suits and clothing yeah. right maybe this is a snobby both of these cities are super snobby they're I gonna see, definitely like, look down on I, the adventures i do like that because i mean the fashion industry that there's there's money to be made there right yeah, yeah. so oh and i mean are, are we getting into like cliche territory talking about like a you know a young poor up-and-comer like making this fancy new thing and the big business going ah a smited a little bit a little bit so okay so if we're if we're leaning into that then what do we change about that um what if it was a regime Okay. I got it. Yes, what? Christmas just passed. Mm-hmm. Kid is Macaulay Culkin. They come to try to get the kid. He's already trapped the house. Slap, smacks himself in the face and yells in the mirror. I like it. Kid doesn't know how to shave. You got to teach him. No. A bunch of traps. No. You're not vibing that either? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. No, that, that border's a little bit on plagiarism. I think that sounds like a familiar idea. <laughs> it's really I close. I can't quite place it. Um, I, I mean... Uh, Okay, so, okay, you want to, let, let's do this. Um, to help us out, we'll go around the table and talk about, we'll, we'll bring up one movie that we think is a great movie plot, and then we'll see if it fits into what we've already established. Does that make sense? 
So do this. Yes. We'll we'll make so we have three things that we've decided on. Okay. There's two families in large cities, right? There is a middle person. We don't know who that middle person is yet or how the two families are involved. We'll scratch the factory, the uh, you know, shark tank pitches, whatever the hell we were doing there. Right, with the fabrics. And we'll go with that plot basis. You and I will get a family. We have to determine what the family is from, you know, whatever media we want to pull from or just if you want to create your own. You determine who the middleman is and we'll see what we come up with. Who the middleman is? Like the the unaligned party? The unaligned party. So I'll do a family in a large city. I'll do a family in a large city. Chris will do a family in a large city. I got I got my baby. All right. So are we? You got one? No, he's. I I need a minute. Sure. Okay. We'll we'll save you for last. Yeah. Want me to go first then? Yeah, yeah. So who's our who's our middle character? Um, Total Recall. I actually just watched Total Recall like That's three nights ago. I fucking love that movie. Have you guys seen it? I have seen both versions. Which one do you like better? I didn't know there was a second one. Yeah, there's another one with <laughs> yeah. uh, that dude from Phone Booth. Oh, wait. I thought uh, in, the, in, uh, I, I almost said sync, isn't it? <laughs> no. Justin Timberlake. No, I thought it was he in was time. In have you seen the Total Recall? The first one, yeah. Okay. I thought it was Jessica Alba and... Uh, Justin Timberlake was the second one. No. I don't. I, it doesn't matter because the first one is hands down the best. I mean, now everybody gets out of here. They get the cop. They get the cop and kill us all. <laughs> oh fuck! I love. Wait. So is that, that what is that? Is that who our characters have to interact with? Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yes. A. Uh, I'm gonna. I, I wasn't again. thinking that, but now that you say it, I'm gonna lean into it. Um, so, Total Recall. What it is is um, basically this dude was uh, an activist, uh, and he was taken from Mars, put back on Earth, mine wiped, and was just supposed to kind of like stay out of the way. He ended up going to this place called Total Recall that implanted memories in your brain and when they did that they fucked with this mind wipe that he got and he started remembering certain things and it just created like all these people that he thought was close to him was actually uh his enemies and he fought back to get to mars again and basically helped to fight the revolution for the people of mars to be free from the uh overpowering government so what um so he's going to have these memories input. So what memories are going to be implanted then? Is it is it going to be along the lines of the war between these two families that are going on or is he just going to have something completely different? I think I, I think it's better to have like something completely different and then he just starts to remember things again. And like that's oh that just seems great to me. Like so he had he had this line of clothes that was just great that he was going to put out and then one day he's walking down the street and he sees like this like purple fancy suit and he's just like man i want that i i i thought huh that's weird goes home dreams about creating that exact purple suit one time <laughs> so looks I on have, the end seam it says arnold schwarzenegger create like <laughs> what what uh, i created this I oh don't my god no no my, yes oh my that is terrible i would hate to run that as a dm please do it to punish yes. your dm yes. <laughs> no, do that um, no, I don't think that's a good idea. It's going to have such a weird interaction with this family because I was thinking what is like a weird type of family that you would want to run into with an Arnold, like with a voice like that, <coughs> right? And I was thinking the Adams family. 
So I was thinking Gomez, their two kids, Christina Ricci, right? Okay. So one yeah, of these dude. families is in the city. You're fucking right, dude. Um, I like they this. Only, they only, like, I don't, I don't know if we're going to go down that clothing line or not. We'll find a plot that connects these somehow. But they are definitely that black and white family. Everything's either really dark or gray. They're the gothic family. They, right. They're always dressing in suits. But they have this crazy, like, take on death. They just, they see death in a different light than everyone else, and that kind of shuns them away from the normal society. So they live kind of in their own mansion in this town, just off on the hill set, and everyone kind of leaves them alone. Yeah, but they dude. need a connection to this town somehow. Like, someone has to be. A like, you, go, to you walk town. into a funeral, and if you're not wearing the Adams line, like, you're, you're fucking done, dude. That's, that's crazy disrespectful. <laughs> If you go to a wedding and you're not wearing the Adam's line. <laughs> right, right, right. With a black dress covered in blood. A little hand running around. Oh, that's part of it. The blood covering. I mean, there is the undead hand in the monster's manual. I mean, that works as well. For or me. the hand of Vecna. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah, the hand of the uh, bastard deity Vecna. You could do that. Uh, how would that tie in with um, any sort of family that you could think of? ba da da um. Sorry, I just had it in my head the entire time. I hope everybody at home snapped with me. I I'm lost. You're drawing a blank. Drawing a complete blank. Okay, okay, okay. Let's let's go on this adventure together, and uh, we'll see if we can pull something. Um, so when you were, let's say, ten to 15 range um there had to have been huh that's a large range Um, 10 to 15 not to me i mean that's one seven so this five-year period of your life (laughs) yes this so half a decade um well i i'm okay then let's do uh 12 to 15 uh there had to have been a movie around that time that was your go-to movie that you would watch. There was for me. It was bigger, longer, and uncut South Park movie. <laughs> that was my go-to. Wow. I fucking loved it when I was a child, and I would watch that movie. It would make me laugh every single goddamn time. <laughs> Fuck you, Mr. Garrison. Okay. Um, <laughs> that was my that was my Cartman. How was it, guys? Moving on. Yes. <laughs> that good, um, huh? Not good. My. My go-to movie for that time in my life uh, would be really hard to fit into this. It was The Matrix. Ooh. That, I mean, That's I'm so not going to lie. That goes well with Arnold in Total Recall. <laughs> so The Matrix. Oh, no, I like this. <laughs> right, right. Especially since there's different planes of existence, right? Yeah. Do we? Well, d- yes, kind of. Kind of, right. Yeah, it does. It, there's a, you could make it fit. Yeah, you can, <laughs> you you can make, make it work. work. <laughs> right. Um... I, I really like that poll, Chris. <laughs> Man, uh, dude, that, that's a good one. I like all this. Right, all right, so so what we do is we, as we're piecing this thing together, we'll just change things, right? So we don't have to have two families. Maybe we have the Adams family, right, type people up in one area that are causing issues for the other city, and there's this group of resistant fighters that are there. Smaller city, Ask. larger city. Or smaller city. Out, uh, smaller it's getting really close to Total Recall. 
So, okay, how about this? A smaller city, but, like, full of pretentious assholes. But the... The it's not like a bigger city. It's just uh, or more populated. It's just a, a large, more of a suburban type of area that is, um, you know, has some farms on it, stuff like that. And that town, that smaller town, um, and the city are in so such close proximity, and they both create, you know, fancy clothing for the rich and the famous. Mm. I don't know if Arnold and Neo would create fancy clothing. I think the clothing thing we got. I think we got to move we, away yeah, from I it. Yeah, I think we got to drop that. I, I like we, this. I like where we're going I, now. I think we got to move away from the clothing yeah. thing. Um, there is fucking cars, right? Let's do some cars, bro. Some. I mean, if you're an Eberron, I mean, I guess you could. Eh, I don't know. All right, so we have three things that we really like: the Adams Family, the Matrix, and Total Recall. Well, there is a plot there. Between these two cities and some memory thing happening. I don't know if you have to bring another plane into it. Remember, this is just me talking to you guys, right? We can address, like... Yeah. Like, if we have to sit down and we're going to run a game this Sunday and trying to use these three ideas, how can we mix them together? Got it. Oh, Oh, no. Okay, no. I got... One at a time. Yeah, I got part... Uh, like once I got the way to bring the Arnold character into it. Um, and it would start with him like being a resistance leader and like going through maybe like the first mini quest before the actual story starts. And then he gets abducted and then you have to find him. And then when you find him, his memory is wiped and he has no fucking clue what you're talking about. He's just trying to live his happy little life. And then memory starts coming back. And then, you know, the snipers and shit come from the woodwork and try to uh, kill this dude, something like that. But that's how like we can incorporate the total recall side. Um, so how do we, okay. Um, two things. One, Resisting what? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> two. Right. Um, I feel like... So we have our main ideas. I want to try and move away from viewing them in the lens of their original medium and trying to translate them into D&D. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what I'm thinking is you said cars. One of you said cars and then different planes brought up. And then you mentioned Eberron. And so what I'm thinking is the uh, faction that is loosely based on the Matrix will have uh, discovered a way to, you know, efficiently plane travel. And they have, uh, in secret, nobody else knows they're doing it, and they've managed to, you know, crack the barrier between planes and uh, go into Eberron, and they've taken a lot of what they've found in Eberron, which is all of that highly advanced mm-hmm. technological stuff, and they've brought it back with them, and they're trying to pass it off as their own. Uh, but in doing that, of course, with, with the increase of technology comes the increase of, you know, violence, militaristic behavior. Uh, they've essentially uh, turned into sort of arms dealers, almost. 
because they're dealing in this, you know, this advanced magical technology and it's starting to disperse its way amongst not just uh, royalty or kingdoms that can afford it and require it, but there's now become a secondary black market for this stuff and it's starting to infect the local populace. A lot of your local bandits are now running around with very basic firearms that uh, they shouldn't have any access to. Uh, and it's becoming a very large problem, and that's, uh, I think that would, is enough of a hook. That's kind of where the adventurers come in, and perhaps, I don't know if, uh, I don't want to speak for your side of things, Ben, but maybe your, you know, your Adams family lookalikes, they're uh, a well-to-do, uh, you know, family of somethings. They're the, uh, and they're, they're the ones suffering the most from this. I just picture so. this dude, like, in a back alley that this guy walks by, like, on a horse. And he's just like, hey, hey, guy, hey there. Uh, don't you wish that you could, uh, you could get around a little easier? Uh, I mean, don't you see this wheelchair? Hold on. Follow me in this dark alley. Check oh, this yeah. out. Sure, hold on. <laughs> Unveils this, like, shiny fucking Cadillac, and he's just like, see this? Heated seats. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I have Wait. the gold for that. Oh, no, it's fine. This is, uh, it's the black market, so uh, trade horses. Oh, that's why it's so dark down here. Yes, this is literally, it's literally the black so, market. So how much is it? See, there's a sign right there. It says black market. Oh, I'm blind. <laughs> then this car right here is going to be great for you. Just uh, a little button in the middle, press it, honks, people get the fuck out of your way. All right, I'm sold. All Thank right, you, cool. Sir. Here you are. Drive off now. Oh, that's a building! Um, so, all right, we have that, Chris, you provided a great core concept for what is happening. We'll say in a, uh, do you want to apply that to one of the, one of these two cities that we already have kind of maybe used? Yeah. All right. So that is running amok in one of these. Um, I guess what I'll do is I'll apply how that's affecting this Adam family situation and what they're doing about it. And then you can figure out how the NPC comes into play. Mm -hmm. So if I'm picturing these, uh, this family uh, as a family of outcasts, maybe they're not outcasts because they have this weird outlook on death, but maybe they have that they are outcasts because they have this weird outlook on magic and how it's used. And they use magic. Um, I don't want to go in the route of unlife, but let's say they use magic in more of an infusion of life to try to almost like a person would take a steroid okay. to try to like bolster physique and physical properties to enhance a person instead of enchanting a magical item enchanting a person right and just infusing raw magic within them and that's the practices that they do out there and that's why they are outcast from the area they've been very unsuccessful at this so they have been grasping at straws but they still maintain a view of power throughout this other city like everyone's still scared of them but no one knows that they're really like down on their luck and they're not produced they aren't finding the source to imbue people with this raw magical power to make like super soldiers or whatever and now they have this issue that they're hearing about from the next nearby city that this weird technology is coming into play and it's going to ruin their entire business and they need to do something about it. So is the other fa the other family is the one that's trying to like imbue themselves with uh, magic, so this this like, this powers. Adams family like type no, deal uh, I'm pulling from yeah. 
No, no, no. Keep going. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, is they're they're alone in their own little like mafia style kind of world where yep. they're practicing these weird magics to try to create super soldiers. While whatever, while the other city is having the entire plot Chris has brought in with these uh, technologies coming right. over from everyone being snuck in, and it's threatening their power over here. So, um, what if it's the same technology, right? So, follow me on this. The uh, Adams family goes hey uh we need some we need some magical prowess and these guys over here they're getting all this technology from somewhere let's check it out they send out a guy to go check it out they find that they're using this ability to planar shift and he brings that uh back to them so they strong arm some smart genius types into uh figuring out how to use that magic to um gain uh, more power and they find out that by opening these portals to a different plane you can pull from the magical energy from that plane but by doing so it offsets the balance so the more that it happens the more it can actually uh, like is starting to destabilize the actual plane that of existence that you're on and the like there is a small group that knows about this and is trying to stop these two very powerful families from continuously using these magics, like the ma- the planar shifting magic in the way that they're using them. Um, so it's their job to try to stop them and let the public know. And being a very powerful organization here in America, we know very well that they can control um, the uh, public's view of them very easily by just throwing a shit ton of money at it and going, no, that's not true. This is what the, hey, bacon and eggs is uh, the best way, best breakfast you can have with syrup and pancakes and all mixed together with some ham and fats. Just eat that every morning and you'll definitely live a long life. I mean, it sounds delicious. It does. I'm fucking hungry. What were we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) So that's how we can incorporate all of it, right? Did we just do it? Chris, you always notice the loopholes. Yeah. What, so what are your loopholes? There's, uh, we have the basis of a framework here. Uh, there's a couple things missing. I still don't know how Total Recall Man fits in, um, or how he got to be where he is. So the first thing that I said, where he uh, comes in uh, and has like a resistance that he's the leader of, okay, and they take him and they put him somewhere and wipe his memory. Okay, like, that could be the families that come together. Who's who's wiping his memory? The families. But because, both? Yeah. Because we've established that there's... That they're fighting each other, and then they well, go... Hold on, hold on. Yeah. I think he's trying to tell you you may be misunderstanding something, and he's trying to explain it to you. Okay. Because we've established that these two families are at odds with each other. Yes. Nothing... I can't imagine a universe where they conspire to do anything... Because we have what is essentially the fight between technology and traditional magics. They don't agree on anything, from what I understand, and I can't imagine either of them conspiring together to ruin a resistance. Uh, I mean, money, man. Money influences everything. So, so if they're well, both well, making money off of this... But they're not. That's the problem. Why? Because yeah. ben, ben explained that the, the Adams family are actually losing money because nobody's interested in their way anymore. We can... 
like make it though so that it's like a, a money thing or it's something like okay then for the Adams family it's gonna take away that power that they're gaining like that will be gone in the ability to if this movement keeps going forward and on the other side it's taken away from the money they have would it would it make it e- would enemy. it make it easier if the total recall guy is there, but there's no third-party resistance, and he is struggling between being used by both families, and one of the families is the one that has wiped all of his memory, and they would use him, right, as like a middleman or an assassination-type dude. I don't know how that's total recall. It's still the, abil- the ability to impose memories on someone else, right? So a family takes this man, mm-hmm. puts memories in him. Let's say it's this Adams family. puts memories in him of being part of this cartel group or essentially is, is essentially what it is. Like these smuggling weapons in from a different plane is a part of that group and they send him in there to infiltrate and return back with information. Okay, so like what? Like a, they take like a, a military leader that's like, I don't know, good at what he does, wipes his memory and then... Uh, is sending them on missions like they implant whatever they want and then send them on missions based off of what they implant in his head right so yeah they give him all of these new memories that's how it would be like total recall i'm not i mean i'm not in love with it it's not really blowing my skirt up but i mean I yeah, think we're trying sure. to figure out where this resistance fits in who is resistance resisting i mean I, so i thought i explained this i must have not done it well so the magic is destroying the plane that they're living on Yes. So the resistance, the the reason that they are there is to stop their plane from being destroyed. And the only way to do that is to stop these two families from doing the things that they're doing, which they both have a lot of um, in reasoning why they wouldn't want that to happen. So whether if you guys don't want to say they collaborate, so, so one of the families... No, 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 his memory, and no, the yeah. other family's like, "Cool, we don't have to worry about that dude anymore because he was a real big thorn in my ass." Right. So, and then the resistance can be the ones that go, "Hey, party, you need to go find this guy for us. Here's some money." Right. So what would have to happen is the Adams family would have to be withdrawing from the use. They would have to be more towards, "Hey, we are this strong force. Maybe they're not using that while that uh, infusion of magic. Maybe they are just trying to steal the technology from the family that has found it." And that would be a way, with all the planar travel of bringing everything to and fro from plane to plane, that would be um, the way that both families could get their hands on everything. It's tearing the land apart by maybe causing these small abnormalities in reality. Maybe, you know, one day a farmer wakes up and his sheep is uh, a different color, or maybe two sizes too big, or maybe there's a large hole in the ground where there once used to right. be this big yeah. hill, and oh, all of these man. different terrain things are changing throughout the yep. landscape. I love that. A group of local people from each city have gathered together to see what is going on because local governments in either place aren't dealing with anything because they're too busy with dealing with all of these weapons that have now littered the streets because of these families and they are just overburdened by it. So they need to seek help from an outside force. And that has to be the party. So when they band together, they know that, hey, we know this one individual. This is where your NPC comes in. The party can use them to gain information on both sides and both families to try to uh, to uh, alleviate the fact that they are using too much planar magic in the area and it's causing a destabilization throughout the entire territory. Yeah, dude, I I, I love that, dude. Yeah, no, that sounds great. 
So now to go back behind the screen, because there's one thing that I feel like we need to cover in the event that anybody likes this enough to use it. Oh, yeah, yeah. What happens when the party dispels the modify memory on the NPC? Uh, it's, it's <laughs> no, it's very traumatic for the, the, I don't think it would really hurt the story at all. Well, no, but well, I mean, what, you know, what, what happens though? Like he's asking, what's the resolution? Yeah. Like, how does that go? Like, what are his actual true memories? What have they changed? So what is, what is he going to be like once he, once he realizes all the memories that he has are not his goes back. So one, it's a, I think it would be very traumatic and would take time. It would take, you know, maybe the course of like a week or something like that. And uh, maybe that's the point in time where as a DM, you can really start to uh, flush out how the story uh, is created because you can start going through little by little and say like, you know, he had it, it starts out with, you know, he's farming in his land and he hears a noise and as he looks off to the right this big gap opens up and he can see another area that he's never seen before in midair as like maybe some trees get derooted and just sucked into it and it just closes real quick and he's that's that was the seed that and was that's whatever that's when so he in, in in his real life he was just this this farmer Right. Maybe maybe they maybe. chose him because yeah. he's good physique, maybe retired militia or something That's, like yeah. that. Yeah, I like right? that. And um, when they took him and modified his memories, he was a simple farmer. Uh, now, is there a way should the should the DM limit the um, for the story wise should they limit the ability to dispel the memory loss? To find the memory loss, say like, okay, that method is just doesn't work because magic exists, and you put clues to maybe you have to stop at this farmhouse and go get a book that has a location written down on it, but you don't know it's that dude's farmhouse, or you have to go talk oh. to this person, and he's not with you, and it happens to be his relative or something. Yeah, like what's that. that movie, Memento? Maybe, right? So maybe I've his memory. I think what, it's. What Memento. do you think about his memory unlocking over the course of the story that you're? Yeah, you like. Yeah, I I like that a lot. uh, But it's got to be something left in the hands of the players. Uh, Explain. I don't think I like. um, Basically, I'm thinking of it kind of like a like a percentage progression bar. Like through the natural progression of the story, let's let's call it. He's at zero percent of actual memory. Through the natural progression of the story, he will reach uh, somewhere uh, in the realm of like sixty to sixty-five percent of of full memory restoration, just based on following the plot. If the party does the work. And goes and actually looks for things and tries to follow all the clues and not just take them and bin them as soon as they've got them. Then they have the opportunity to bring that 65 all the way up to 100% and fully restore him. Yeah, yeah no, I like that. I love yeah. it. And, I mean, if you didn't want to use, like, a dispel magic, there's easy ways around it. Like, uh, technology is being stolen from a land that none of these characters know about. Um, So, I mean, you could just kind of, like, make up this uh, magical implant that goes underneath the uh, skull inside the brain. And they have no idea what will happen if you use dispel magic on something that's in his brain. 
you know? So, like, they say, do not do that. We don't know what's going to happen. And if they choose to do it, but, like, roll percentile die to see what the hell happens. <laughs> so, uh, I love where this character's at. Mm-hmm. I want to add a plot twist to it that you can or cannot use. You don't, you don't have to use it or not yeah. if you're going to use it. But the plot hook is, while the entire time the party thinks this person was hired by these people, he wasn't. He was still just a farmer. Mm-hmm. And that light that he saw before when his memory wiped was them using magic to ruin the land. And it happened right where he was. And that caused his memory to think other things and have a different memory. So really, <laughs> he's supposed he thinks he's he, this memory yeah. happens just because <laughs> maybe it's what's left over from the world he knew. Because his whole memory his like when maybe he was like 99% wiped and only remembered was the cartel people coming in with guns in the local towns. Yeah. <laughs> Right, it's a plot twist no, you can add if you just want to mess with people. Just, um, yeah, uh, golden experience. What do you think that that this would be worth? All said and done, um, I mean, we're assuming. Now I'm just a farmer. You can have my land. So, so this is true. Let's let's kind of like wrap. So we have kind of what's the outcome of that NPC? Yeah. What's the general overall outcome? Like, what would you expect the so, outcome for the story? So, what would we? Let's go with what would we call a victory scenario? Right. I think a victory scenario would be destabilizing both families to a point where they, you know, either agree peacefully or through the great convincer of murder, uh, no longer have access to do planar travel because they're ruining the land. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean, uh, so it'd be how how I I would probably do it is I would put kind of like a like an amount that of like an experience amount or something like that of like okay this family is this this family is this so this family would be hard because they have crazy good magic this family would be hard because they have um like technology you can even go into the d uh the dungeon master's guide and grab them alien blasters and shit if you wanted to but as i digress anyways um it'd be easy to go to one of those families and say hey we want to kill all those guys you want to help us and they go yeah sure here's some shit or like yeah sure we'll pay you to do that and that's how you can kind of like get actually their help to destroy that family and then once that family's out hey guess what motherfuckers we're gonna come after you now and there therein lies uh a lot of interesting uh plot directions for player choice yeah because uh most of the players I know are not going to think that far ahead. They're right. going to take whatever quest is put in front of them and given them as much gold as possible, which means over the course of this story, they're going to piss off both families. Oh, yeah. So yeah. if they want to go that route, they have to play the long game. They yeah. have to work one side of the yep. line. Yep. No, I, I like that a lot where you don't kind of you don't even give it to them or like yeah. you don't even have it. Maybe if they go out of their way to talk to like the one I always love throwing in the crazy guy in town. They talk to that one like more out there dude in town or lady and they're the ones that give the idea of like oh yeah maybe one of the families can destroy the other so if you want to destroy the families you must work with the other families oh these roses they smell so good 
I like I like red and purple taste card. I would not trust that NPC at all. I would not take anything that NPC said. My heart itches a little bit. Oh, that's a heart attack. Oh God, they're dying. Well. Oh, where's I the threw tavern? up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, where's the tavern? I think I hit your shoes. Oh, I'm so sorry about that, man. Uh, Kristen, I think you hit. I think you um, um, hit it on the head with uh, shit. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> was it because I was banging the pen? I'm no, sorry. it wasn't. It was from <laughs> that, whole, it's from that whole, whole weird thing you just <laughs> made me very uncomfortable. Um, but no, Chris, I think you hit it on the head. Um, I uh, just uh, yeah, tagline, tagline. Tagging along with what you said, there is, you don't necessarily have to come up with a, you know, you can come up with that initial push that, hey, this group of people are having issues, they need your help because this thing is going on in the land, but you don't need to really give too much more push if you don't want to. There's not too much in the way of, um, besides having like the details, maybe the names of everyone in the family, where they live, right. some information about the town, maybe you just let the players try to solve it themselves and use what they come up with within your story. If they want to go yeah. with, work with one of the families, don't maybe you don't have to push them to there. Maybe there is yeah. a creepy NPC that pushes them to either side. Who knows? Not to mention, like with the inclusion of the, you know, I'm just going to go with firearms because it's the easiest Eberron pull. Oh, yeah. With the inclusion of firearms, you have a bunch of these, you know, your players, these land natives who have never experienced stuff like this before. The first time they run into, you know, their random bandit encounter and the bandit chief pulls out like a flintlock pistol Mm -hmm. and whoops their ass with it, after they inevitably beat him into the dirt, they're going to be like, what the fuck is this thing? Where did it come from? How do you use it? And it's you have so to, much fun for and, firearms too in the game. And and as the DM, you have to set that tone of letting them know as characters, like, hey, yeah, you yeah. have never seen yeah, anything. Yeah, you like don't this. know what this is. No, this, this is some wild sorcery. This bullshit. is some kind of strange metal wand that just, <laughs> that just expels projectiles. This is my boomstick. Yeah, my boomstick. <laughs> yeah, but exactly, exactly. Like you have to, you have to tell them, and you've got to try and impart to them that, like, yes, I know you as players know what a flintlock pistol is because you're not morons, but your characters have never seen one of these before. You have no idea how to use it, and if any of them try to push it, because this is something that I've seen done and would do with the inclusion of firearms, because none of you have firearm proficiency, if you pick that thing up and attempt to use it i'm going to make you roll and if you roll under a certain amount it's going to blow up in your hands mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's going to hurt yes i like that a lot mm-hmm. and then you have to roll uh 1d6 to find out how many fingers you just lost <laughs> i re- i actually i'm not gonna lie i really like i'm not that. even big on the losing the fingers it just it's a way to illustrate the point to them that this is a foreign dangerous technology because you, I've played with people who'd be like, I know what that is. That's a gun. I pick it up and I use it. And I'd be like, cool. Roll me D d20. There mm-hmm. are people that I noticed today that don't know how to operate a door handle. So, like, I'm assuming back then when door handles weren't very professional, just pieces of wood. Yeah. Like, they don't know how to operate those. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to know how to fucking operate the goddamn foot like this. Well, especially... Now we have to get through the doorway. Hold on a second. It didn't just open. I don't know. And you've got to... Somebody gotta give, help. You've got to give the option... <laughs> Uh, for them to gain that proficiency somehow, because the way I see it in my head is like they get these things, they can you know they can observe people using them and they can get the gist of it, but you need somebody who actually knows how they work to explain it so they can understand. You know, you need to pour exactly this much powder, you need to use this much shot, 
stuff like that. You want to give them the option to be able to use that because I know what it's like to be at a table and see like one player who gets like the gun or whatever mm -hmm. and then nobody else can use the gun and I'm like that's that's lame. That's lame. You don't want to give guns to one person. It's one of the reasons I fucking hate artificers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I always love to see what the bard would do with the gun. Oh. Bard with a gun. That's a uh, I think if you could stretch this um, this plot out, you know, quite a bit, you can stretch it oh, out yeah. quite a long ways with a lot of different subplots, whatever you want to add to it or come up with it. I think overall the plot, uh, if you're just using it as a, you know, a maybe two or three session runoff from what you're normally doing, probably would gain, you know, a level throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Easily, depending on where you uh, are at at levels. I think it's, uh, I think it's a sick idea. Do you guys yeah. want to add anything to it before we move on? Um, I mean, I, we can always return to it as well if we wanted to, yeah. um, really flush it out and talk about like the, so there's, there's three things that you need for a story to work and it's the, the beginning, the middle and the end. Um, and I feel like we have the beginning and middle and maybe we can come up with a dope See, I think we ending. have the beginning and the end. Yeah. The oh, middle, okay. the middle yeah. is where it gets fuzzy because the end, the end is either, uh, like the only way I see this going to break it down most evenly is you have the peaceful ending and the not peaceful ending. Mm -hmm. The peaceful ending is when you manage to convince both of them to stop doing what they're doing because they're ruining everything and maybe you can appeal to their humanity. And the non-peaceful ending is where you just go murder them all because they're not into the peaceful ending. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because the problem can't happen if they're all dead. But it's how do we get because I yeah I see what Ben's saying is like so we once you get through the per first part of the beginning where you understand that like oh this is what's happening it's these guys fault and the end is of course dealing with it it's everything else in between it's how does the rest of that story progress where does the party end up leaning how much do you learn about the you know the the deeper motives for why they're doing this like why like Ooh. beyond beyond just money why bring the technology what brought them to planar travel in the first place the adams family what uh you know what brought them to the point of being so low that they're sapping magic from other planes which is something that based on their experience they would inherently understand was a bad idea like what sunk them that low mm -hmm. there are a lot of avenues there that you can you really can like go that. down yeah who's, who's who's being affected who and what is being yeah. affected like what middle class people are being affected by yeah how does this affect the common people you mm -hmm. know obviously gr a great increase in crime if i was going to run this as a session this would be one of the few times where i would there would be a lot of combat a lot of combat because you have a lot of really poor people who now suddenly have at these bandits who you know until very recently had to deal with these rusty swords and knives and jumping people in the street but now they have this magical boomstick this thing that nobody understands but is just inherently afraid of and that is going to cause such an upsurge in the confidence and the consistency of crime that like and you're gonna, your party's going to get attacked a lot and jobs. I mean, you can find a job every, any day of the week, almost at any hour, to have somebody that wants your protection and yeah. transport them to another city. Yeah. You know, especially with two cities that live close in close proximity that have these things. I mean, there's going to be like. Yeah. And then you have to deal with the, with the of byproducts bandits. of. Uh, whatever it is the Adams family comes up with, like when people inevitably, you know, they they just uh, learn that they can't afford 
to get into the technological. They can't afford get the firearms. They can't get any of that crazy stuff. And then there's the Adams family, like you don't need that here. We have a we have a much more natural, a better solution, a purer solution, and it's way less expensive. And so then you wind up with these fucking roided out magic super soldiers stomping around the land. The land itself is falling apart. You've got people with guns everywhere. Like the whole middle of this, like seems to be something that could it, it just teeters on a needle point any any player choice anything that leans too far one way or the other has the opportunity to completely destabilize one faction and I, that, that's really interesting to me that like i love campaigns where the middle of that is balanced so finely that if the players just lean a little too hard one way they'll absolutely eliminate half their challenge but the other side of it just gets that much harder I think there's so much that we can add to this. Mm-hmm. Why don't we make a part two? I like, I like, I like that yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah. You guys want to do a follow-up on this for kind of gets, get some meat and potatoes in this story that we're kind of building? I love what we come up with. Yeah, I no, think this yeah. story, is great. I think you guys yeah. added a lot of great flavor to, to I this. think you uh, added a lot of great flavor. I think, it was, I think it was really good. So, yeah, before we go uh, um, on to the next part, uh, let's just talk about what we did come up with today. And I'm going to start off by saying I tried to write as fast as I could, but every time you brought stuff up then i was so like engaged with what you were saying because there was a lot of like asking questions and um uh saying interesting things basically that i didn't write down all of your ideas and i feel really bad you're good uh so we'll start off with what ben said the only two things i have is that there are two families in two cities great and that one of them is the adams family theme You said a lot of things, man, right. and I apologize for dropping the ball You're on good. that. What else you got? So, Chris, uh, I have Matrix, dude, with an exclamation point, uh, <laughs> discovered a way planar travel uh, and steal tech from other planes and sell on black market. I, I did a lot of uh, um, shorthand that I can barely read. Okay, so these are Jesse's notes. These are Jesse's notes. Uh, and he also came up with the intricacy of sidearms and the plethora of jobs that you could uh, get throughout the land um, along with a plethora of bad guys. Uh, Jesse, uh, total recall, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, I have cars written down. Uh, we ended up not using that, so I'm going to exit that out. Uh, weird dude to give golden advice. Uh, there's an extra star there because I absolutely love that one. Um, one strong in magic. One family is strong in magic. One family is uh, strong in firearms slash tech. And there are games, uh, gangs and their territories. Um Throughout the entirety of uh, this land and the surrounding areas, uh, especially between the two cities. So, like, um, as far as jobs, like, there's always somebody around saying, hey, can you escort us to the uh, adjacent city? And that is all I was able to take for notes. I'm sure I missed a bunch. Uh, Let us know if uh, I did miss any. Please uh, hit us up at at OTS block. 
On Twitter. On Twitter. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that thing that I just did a lot, so I didn't know what to do. <laughs> um, I'm old. Uh, so if you have made it this far, we are uh, running a little short on time. We actually have players at the door for a level 20 battle royale between the entire group, a big PvP match coming up, so we're excited to get to that. We'll get to some more questions on the next episode, which hopefully is our part two to get some meat and potatoes and what we had created today. Uh, you can find us... Um, on Twitter at OTS Block, as Jesse said, Facebook outside the stat block. Visit our website at outside the uh, com. I am Ben. I'm Chris. And I am Jesse. Now go play pretend with your friends. Subscribe! <laughs>